and you get sports and it's gonna be no sports today because we are doing all comics all the time gonna be talking about all of the dc shows finally catch it up on all of the dc shows i know people have been bugging me for a while though it's like speaking when, are you, gonna, <laughs> when are you gonna yeah speaking of crossovers when are you gonna talk about the old uh the, the the dc shows that are finally going on and uh we just weren't able to talk to it we've been super busy this year and so we weren't able to do our usual weekly recaps and whatnot of the show so uh now that we've hit the winter break we are finally gonna cover all of the shows in a big big old spoonful helping of uh comic book talk we're gonna be talking all the dc shows kevin miller's here how's it going kevin hey not too bad it's good to be back (laughs) yeah good to have you back haven't talked to you since the old i think we did the fantastic beast podcast that's right all right well here we go. We are doing the DC shows. Um, we're, we're mostly going to be talking about the DC shows as far as the comic book uh, shows. Maybe I'll briefly talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, which uh, has been pretty damn good in Season 4 after the last Really? Season. Yeah. Because I hear that show is on the chopping block now. <laughs> yes, the ratings for, for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. are not what they want them to be. That, that That's what I've been hearing, and, and it, it sounds like... Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is about to, as you suggested, get the chop uh, after this season four. Which well, is... I mean, that's the sort of show that might find a better life on Netflix, actually. <laughs> it's true. But, I mean, it's not... Uh, this season, as far as Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. goes, and, and spoiler alert up front, we are going to spoil the fuck out of all of these shows. We are, le- we are leaving no stone unturned uh, as we are talking about all of the comic book shows. Yeah. Um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like I said, not bad. Like, season one was okay, and then... Or season one was fun. And then yep. season two was a horrible piece of trash. And then season three had some moments, but for the most part was trash. And season four has been a lot of fun. And I didn't think it would be because they added Ghost Rider, who is not one of my all-time favorite guys, but they at least use the Robbie Reyes Ghost Rider, which is, okay. I, which is I think, a bit more inducive to storytelling than Johnny Blaze is because Johnny Blaze is just your typical, like, night, like, it's like I, I rose to prominence in the '90s when when a character oh, yeah. like me could absolutely <laughs> rise to prominence. Um, but yeah, it's been not bad. It'd be it would kind of suck if if uh, Aids and Shield uh, kind of got chopped after they were hitting their stride. So, Supergirl. Mm-hmm. Why don't we Why don't we do this in order? The ones that let's go in the order. The ones that I watch. All right. <laughs> yeah. Let's let, let's go in order here. So let's start. Monday mornings, or Monday mornings, Monday nights, Supergirl. Yep. One of the most interesting things that they've done now is Supergirl made the transition from CBS to the CW, where it belongs. Mm-hmm. And they put it in the hands of, of uh, the Berlanti and Kreisberg team. And they have kind of steered it in what I think is is a much better direction. And one of the main things that they have done, and they kind of did this in season one, but they had just full on gave Supergirl Superman's Rogues Gallery. Yeah, and uh, in a way that makes sense to me, and I like a lot. 
I, I mean, I think it was a smart idea giving uh, Superman's rogues gallery to Supergirl, specifically because Supergirl, quite frankly, doesn't really have kind of her own rogues gallery because she's yeah, just kind well, of... Yeah, well, and I had mentioned of... it before, like when we were talking first season, because there were a few that we had, like Livewire um, and like a version of Brainiac and stuff like that, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, well, they're, they're comfortable because there isn't a current Superman show giving some of these D-listers or C-listers or B-listers to Supergirl to have in a, in a television show, which, which I appreciated. Uh, I was very excited to, uh, very early on in this season, like, I think by the end of the first episode, like halfway through, there was a John Corbin reference. I'm like, oh, they're doing it. They're doing it. <laughs> yeah. And, it was, and, like, they actually, they, they made a Metallo. Yeah. And they actually had two Metallos, which was a little strange. I didn't thought that was a little weird i didn't care for that but like just all of the way they've been having it go like towards uh, like just mentions of project cadmus and all which i think they mentioned cadmus at the end of season one didn't they they did yeah because the idea was that um they found out via some i don't remember exactly what it was but they found out somehow that uh the the danvers father dean kane um was still alive and was being held by Cadmus. I think it was when they like captured John or something like that. There was a scene mm-hmm. where they had to bust him out after he came public as the uh, the Martian Manhunter. So Callista Flockhart left the show, sort of. I'm using air quotations in that because she she's going to pop up every now and then. But she'll be back. Unfortunately, but she's not a series regular. Yeah, anymore. she's not a series regular, which unfortunately is. Uh, you know, not as it makes it a, a, less fun than it could be. Well, let me be actually pretty. You know, full disclosure: I have not been catching, keeping up on these shows. I actually just caught up almost entirely over the last three days or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, after finally getting some, uh, you know, a weekend where I didn't have Christmas or overtime or something like that. You know, life life happens. Life mm-hmm. finds a way, and uh, you know, I finally had some time to sit down and catch up. And so kind of having now shotgunned several episodes in a row, um, I was worried that her leaving the show because I think we can agree that she was kind of one of the shining stars of season one. Yes. Um, but uh, have, I was worried that her leaving the show would negatively impact it, but I haven't missed her yet. And I think it's because we've got a, a new uh, squad of, uh, of like side characters, of supporting cast that I'm enjoying as well. Like, I think having another person in there would be too much. And as much as I like her, I'm okay with having her gone and reappearing as a guest star eventually and occasionally. Yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. I mean, they they just made a lot of right moves that I thought, and they brought in a lot of the the, the Superman uh, gallery that is I has just made the show just a joy to watch this season so far. And what did you think of? Tyler, as the biggest Superman fan I know, what did you think of Tyler Hoechlin as uh, Superman in the couple episodes he was in? I I exaggerated when I first saw it because I was very excited, and I don't think my mood on it has dimmed. This might be the best on-screen Superman we've had since the animated series. Yeah, it, <laughs> it just rang right. It rang true for me. It felt very fun, and they, you know, him and Supergirl are kind of being goofy together. And he always had a smile on his face, except for when he was in action mode, which felt right. It just, 
felt great. And Tyler Hecklin, I mean, I don't know a ton about him as an actor. I, from what I understand, he was on Teen Wolf. And before that, the only thing I knew he was in and was great in was Road to Perdition, mm-hmm. uh, which is a comic book movie. Look it up. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, I, I very much enjoyed having him around for the very the first couple episodes of this season. And I expect that, again, we'll see him again. How often do you think they'll use him? Um, I think that it would be unwise to use him too often. And I've had a similar conversation with you regarding, I think, last season of The Flash. Um, Because at the end of the first season of The Flash, you know, there's this big showdown between the the arch nemesis, the reverse Flash, the Harrison Wells of that season. Um, And, you know, it was him and uh, the Robbie Amell uh, Firefly or Firefly, Fire, Firestorm, yeah. and uh, Green Arrow all teaming up to take down Reverse Flash. And I'm like, well, that's kind of cool, but it would kind of suck for the Flash to always have to team up with other people that aren't, like, series regulars to take down the villain. Like, I wouldn't want Green Arrow showing up to help Barry whenever stuff got a little too tough for him, necessarily. Um, in the same way, I don't think having like I expect that we'll have a Superman cameo in the series finale of this season. That said, I don't want him to come back like every third episode to help bail them out when things get tough, um, because it cheapens the journey of the main character of the show. <laughs> and as much as I like seeing him play Superman, and I would love to see him come back, I you know a little pinch here and there, you know, a measured handful would be better than you know a liberal dose of Superman. I agree. Couldn't, couldn't agree more. I mean, so many good moves have been made in this season. Just like bringing like Linda Carter showing up to be like the president, president. like just them honoring their history like that is just so, Oh, I was so fantastic. Oh, sure. And they, they did the line because of course they did the line where it's like, Oh yeah, your jet is so nice. Oh, you should see my other one. Her, yeah. her. <laughs> so good. Yeah. But I mean, even Do just you like, get it? yeah, when she stepped off the thing, it was like, there she is. Right? Like, it still looks yeah, good yeah. too. Uh, Linda Carter. And it doesn't look like oh, she's yeah, had yeah. worked on her or anything. So good honor. Um, the snapper car character, they brought, they brought in, uh, that's a real character? Oh, yeah. I- Ian Gomez. They brought in him to play Snapper Carr. Ian Gomez, who I always remember mostly from... Uh... Oh, God. A friggin' Drew Carey show, right? Like, he was always he was on the Drew Carey. He played Larry on the Drew oh, Carey okay. show forever, and he was funny as hell. Um, and, yeah, Snapper Carr is a character. He, was, he got in one episode of uh, the Justice League... Uh, I can't remember if it was Justice League, the orig- like, the original animated run or Unlimited... But he was the... Uh... Oh, don't tell me that. My cred. Pierce, my cred. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, he was the... Uh... <laughs> Remember, there there was a... Like a television personality that was like... He, he was supposed to be like kind of like a... Rush Limbaugh-esque parody. Oh, you know what? Maybe. Yeah, that's that? awesome. And, and he, was ta- he was like tearing down... He was like, you know, the Just... He called him the, the Just Us League instead of the yeah. Justice League. And he was like always doing the... Uh... So it was kind of a throwaway cameo. Yeah, and it, <laughs> like it was like they have like a channel surfing TV, and it's like okay, well here's Snapper, and then there's you know Linda Park, and you know yeah, but like yeah, Snapper, Vale, <laughs> Snapper Card. Like I think like uh, he said, you know, he said something about Wonder Woman. He goes like, you know, I, I I've seen Vegas showgirls that have more. Uh, 
he's like that have more humility than this Wonder Woman character or whatever. You know, it, it was just like apparently in that one he was like super right wing and just was you know yeah. tearing up. Rush Limbaugh, you're you're yeah. perfectly accurate. Though. Yeah, more or less. Yeah, but they brought him in as Snapper Car and he's been a lot of fun. Um, Chris Wood shows up as Mon L, the Superboy. Your yeah. Your thoughts on the Superboy? Um, I'm interested to see where they go with them because it's not the Superboy that I'm familiar with, uh, which is the one from Young Justice. Yes. Um, Connor. Connell, I think they call him. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but that one is like a Luthor clone, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it's a mixed DNA between Superman and Luthor or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, which is, you know, interesting. It makes for a very conflicted character. Um, I like this guy so far. He yes. has, he's, I mean, he's super charming, and he has a lot of that, like, third rock from the sun, I'm new to <laughs> Earth and its customs sort of thing. Yeah, that was true. Which is, which is a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hesitant because I'm worried that he's going to go, like, rogue or, you know, team up with Cadmus or something like that. Like, they're, they're kind of playing off this sort of Daxamite um, uh, racial prejudice that there might be between the different, um, between different characters. And actually, I think that it kind of uh, brings towards what I'm kind of seeing as a theme for the season altogether which is the idea of people having these preconceived notions of a group. Like, it's a very xenophobic sort of season, right? Yes. Where you have Cadmus, who's against all aliens. You have John, who's against white Martians. And you have Kara, who's against Daxamites. And you have, you know, uh, Alex coming out as gay. Like, people who have these sort of, uh, you know, they're struggling to overcome these preconceived notions to be who they really are and be accepted. And, you know, the people who are opposed to that idea and to have Kara be one of the people who's opposed to that idea on one front is kind of interesting Mm -hmm. because she's obviously very pro alien. She doesn't know anything about Martians, so she's cool there. She's, you know, progressive enough to be pro LGBT enough to support Alex at the very least, as as far as we know. Um, But, you know, she despite her best efforts and she's trying, but she has these moments where she has, where she has conflict with Monel and will almost call him a racial slur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's a space racist. <laughs> um, the most acceptable kind of racist. <laughs> yeah. How, uh, how, how did you feel about the, uh, the, the, the plot line with, uh, the sister, uh, being gay? Um, I think that it could have been done a bit slower. I think mm-hmm. that it could have been done a bit more subtly. Um, I agree. But that said, I'm all for it. Uh, <laughs> one of the one of the things that's uh, interesting about this season, and um, uh, this is Alex is a part of this, and not specifically because she's come out and I don't want that to be her number one. Like, you know, that's the what character she is. She's the gay one. Yeah. The defining uh, quality. Right? Yeah, yeah. I don't want that to be her thing because what I, what my, my, the biggest thing that I enjoy about this new season is that they've taken the characters that I didn't find interesting in the first season mm-hmm. and given them a bit more depth. Like I like win a lot more than I ever did now. Yeah. I mean, he is, um, they've kind of given him like, They've definitely given him the Cisco role, so he's basically Diet Cisco in this uh, show, and 
Yeah, which is fine. I mean, it's a yeah. start, but before he was kind of this, like, you know, this puppy dog eye kind of guy following Kara yeah. around, which got tedious, and they kind of trailed off that in the second season. It's, but it's even, like, his quips are less annoying, and he's having, like, one of the best scenes I've enjoyed so far is the scene where him and James are, like, fighting over whether or not to make him into a superhero. Yes. And I'm like, wow, these guys are, like, going for the, uh, you know going for the daytime Emmy in this uh, scene here, but they're actually like having it out and they're kind of acting their asses off and they're having this sort of conflict that isn't just about, you know, him making some pop culture reference and some nerdy quip and then kind of retreating with his tw- tail between his legs like he did for the entirety of the first season, you know? Yeah, so. I mean, it, it's he, him as Cisco, you know, Diet Cisco, I, I think, I mean, you could call it a trope if, if you want, but I mean, it works for this show and it works for that character. Well, yeah, and, and I, it works for the character, and that's a good place for him to start. It makes me not hate him, which is a good start, um, and I'm sure I'm not alone in that sentiment. Uh, but now the next step would be to make him his own character, who's different from the Cisco, who eventually had to become a character, who previously, sorry, Cisco had to become a character that was not just Felicity again, too. Yes. Uh, and, and, you know, they've done that, and by, you know, second season or even the end of first season of Flash, I I, I like Cisco a whole lot, and uh, now I'm interested to see what they do with Wynn that kind of makes him a third sort of take on the same trope. They uh, dropped Maggie Sawyer in there. I thought you'd they enjoy did. that. Yeah, I, 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 I did enjoy that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's fun having her around. It's fun. Maggie Sawyer's always been one of the best characters in uh superman she's one of the uh, like she was one of the highlight characters of the superman animated series from the 90s <laughs> and i mean it's just a little weird that i can see obviously we know where they're going i just hope she gets a little bit more to do than hang out at an alien bar that for some reason she hangs out at it was just yeah like, what are you doing here <laughs> right? like, well just... i mean apparently that's her area of interest right yeah <laughs> I mean, and I get it. It's it's one of these, like, metaphors where it's like, you know, hey, we're the bottom rung of society, me and these aliens as a gay woman. Yeah. <laughs> a gay woman of color. It's kind of a metaphor, and that I get. Mm-hmm. My first impression of that place was, hey, it's Willie's from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right? Like, it's very much like, a, hey, not all X are bad, and we just want to have a drink now and then, so the demons all come to this bar. Everybody comes to Willie's, you know? <laughs> The Miss Tessmacher reference, I, I gave me a a fanboy delight that I now I recognize that name, but I was I couldn't figure out where from where, and I wanted to talk to you because I knew you would know. <laughs> well, it, it was uh, Miss Tessmacher was uh, Gene Hackman's Luthor. Her, uh, his assistant was Miss Tessmacher in mm-hmm. the uh, in the old. That's uh, right. In the old seventies, Superman. So yeah, Hackman. So when, uh, <laughs> so when friggin' Cat uh, Grant, uh, Callista Flockhart went, Miss Tessmacher. I was like, ah. <laughs> like she was, got her. It was like, oh my god, it was so mad. I was just like, oh my god, that is so fantastic. I mean, they made a lot of good references in this. Um, they even referenced the Batman at one point. Did you get that? They they did, yeah. The first time, because I mean, they haven't even because they had the Guardian show up. <laughs> True, but they haven't even tried to do the uh, like in the other four. Like we've had, we're, we're now four and a half seasons into Arrow, three and a half into Flash, one and a half into Legends of Tomorrow, 
and they haven't done a sniff of mentioning like I don't even think they said Gotham at any point. No, in... they they did a cutesy sort of throwaway reference to it once. Once. When was that? <laughs> Uh, there was an episode of Flash, I think, towards the beginning of season two, or perhaps even in season one, mm-hmm. where for whatever reason they put up a flash signal in the sky, and Cisco mentions it was yeah. something an idea he got from the comic. comic book. Yeah, and that was the thing where it's like, you know, do, do comic books exist in this world? Which I well, I, yeah, and that's why we're like, oh, okay, so we've con- we've confirmed that Batman doesn't exist in this universe. But then you know, later on in that mm-hmm. season, or later on the next season, they're like, hey, multiple universes. So I yeah. mean, clearly he's someone that exists so in Earth thirty eight. Yeah, Earth thirty eight was the was the Earth that Kara apparently lives on. And uh, by the way, I have a whole problem with that numerology. <laughs> Pierce, if, if, if someone came to this this universe from another one and said, hey, you're on Earth, like, 97, would you take that long down? <laughs> yeah, probably not. It'd be like, hey, why, like why are you? Yeah. Oh, I'm from Earth. You know, you're not on Earth, you 97. <laughs> yeah. The hell you are. Why do you get to be on Earth, what? Yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's that funny. But it's just the fact that they even mentioned, because, like, Kara had the line where she goes, oh, my, my cousin teamed up with... Uh, Vigilante once. <laughs> Vigilante once, and it didn't work out or something. And it was like <gasps> the Batman, right? Like I <laughs> they just, teamed up. <laughs> yeah, I just I wonder if at any point the Batman will show up in any of these shows that they'll that they'll give the because like they gave the blessing of Superman. That's one of the big three, right? Like remember in the first season, it was all it is, yeah, yeah. It, like it was all like Jesus, like it was all like Christ imagery, right? Of like him with the sun behind him and stuff. They never actually showed. The symbol, but then here we are, season two, Tyler Hawkman running around with the S, giant S on his chest as Superman. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, I, I wonder if they will deign at one point to use the Batman. And there just... are two situations where I can see it happening. <laughs> and one is kind of cynical. Um, that one is if, hey, it's third season of uh, Supergirl or fourth season of Supergirl and ratings are waning and et cetera, et cetera. Um, season finale, we've got a Batman, we've got a Nightwing, like let's at least kind of tease people with someone who is a Batman character. And they kind of happen in like Arrow and stuff like that, where it's like, hey, we've got, you know, Firefly and we've got, uh, yeah, they've uh, dropped the Rose we've got Gallery. like Ra- Ra's al Ghul for an entire season and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Like the Rose Gallery's dropped it because another Batman guy got dropped. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head, but yeah. Anyway, what's your other way that Batman gets into the other way is, and I mean, this one is far more optimistic. It's if they uh, basically see the, um, the fantastic I'm imagining, and I don't know this for sure um, that the, the crossover that I'm sure we're going to discuss in in the next half hour or so, um, man, we're still on Supergirl. (laughs) 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 Um, the, the, the crossover event, uh, I imagine got fantastic ratings and a lot of, a lot of like, you know, fan approval, if not necessarily critical approval. Um, but I mean, that only makes you want to go bigger and better, right? Like this is obviously the result of the experiment that had in first season Supergirl where, Hey, let's throw the flash in for an episode, uh, which was great. And now we've had another crossover, which was better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, it's onward and upward from here. So, I mean, coming into the, into a few more years, I could see it happening. Yeah. I mean, I just hope so. It's just, they're so, for some reason they're, they're so weird about doing, I hope it's not because 
Fox owns the rights to all like the Batman subsidiary characters and whatnot. That that can't be true, right? Because they've used, you know, Ra's al Ghul and other and other stuff in in. I don't know. I, I imagine there's some legal reason why it's been mm-hmm. tricky before for the same reason why in like Justice League Unlimited we didn't get any sort of Batman mm-hmm. villains in there necessarily or or even like side characters. Like I don't think Robin or Batgirl or anything made any appearances in Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, it just um, wasn't necessary for those. Well, no, but there, there was like I remember reading up on this and I don't know what it was uh, about necessarily, but there was some legal reason where it's like you can have Batman, but... <laughs> nobody else yeah Yeah, exactly um so it's it's tricky i imagine there are still reasons why it would be tricky but it's there's precedent for it now it's not unlike it's not impossible i i mean i say obviously i say do it but uh oh of course i would love to see it happen i don't know if it will and i don't know if it should again should happen constantly or even soon but i i don't know well i'd be very excited to see it (laughs) Yeah, I, 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 I think it's far more likely if we end up getting, like, another show, like, a fifth show in this lineup. Yeah, because, like, Gotham is never going to get, like, Gotham is never going to, you're never going to get the payoff of seeing the Batman in that show. Like, it, it's not even, even if you, like, let's say, let's say Gotham was actually a good television show and had, like, a, had, like, a seven-year run. And say, there'd be no way to write it where that show gets, like, ten seasons. <laughs> no, and not only that, but, like, the, the last image you would want if you were doing the Batman prequel, the last episode of Gotham would be like Bruce in the, in the bat cave. And he, you know, you see like the backside and you see him pull the cowl over his head and then yeah. turns around and he's in the bat, you know, he's, let's get to work. And he has, yeah. And says something like that or like, let's go to work or, or and just, and then, you know, leaves. And then, you know, that Batman yeah. is serious finale, <laughs> serious finale. Batman's going to go out there and punch everything in the face and Everything. yeah you're never gonna get that so i don't know i would just i would love to see the batman show up like you could do a like four episode crossover where the premise is like the joker goes back in time or something to stop no that wouldn't work because or somebody some basically somebody who knows goes back in time to stop uh bruce's parents from getting killed in crime alley thus putting an end to the Batman, because they say, like, oh, you know, the Batman always stops us, so... Mm. That's just me spitballing off the top of my head. Anyway, back to Supergirl. (laughs) Um, uh, You have constantly said that your favorite DC property of all time is the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. That's correct. How did you feel about them basically doing a shot-for-shot remake of one of the best episodes of that, and including the roulette character? Yay! <laughs> I mean, I, I, the the actress that played Roulette is uh, the girl. I don't know her name. She played uh, Sierra on Firefly. Mm-hmm. Uh, you told me she was apparently the the terrible villain from uh, yes. season two of Agents of Shield. She was a tr- she like here was the thing because the way they 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 walked her in. Like, because they mentioned that it was, you know, that, like, there were, oh, there was this alien fight ring. And then I was like, oh, my God, roulette? Roulette? Is it going to be roulette? And then all of a sudden they were like, ladies and gentlemen, you know, uh, oh, Victoria. And I can't well, they, they, they never said it. And I don't know, like, roulette's actual name, but I saw the red dress and the giant snake tattoo going yeah, all the way up the was. body. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, because she got the, uh, like, it was just, they said something where it was like, the you know uh, Victoria Sinclair is is uh, That's it. is yeah. Roulette's yeah. name and they were like ladies and gentlemen 
Victoria Sinclair, and she got the walk up, and it was, and I was like screaming, "Is it?" I was like, "Red dress with the dragon tattoo, red dress with the dragon tattoo," at the screen, and then, <laughs> uh, you know, and then they started, you know, at the feet, and then panned up. Yeah, I'm like, up. "Oh, Alien Fight Club," and they basically did yeah. that episode exactly like they did in the Justice League. They did it exactly like they did the same sort of thing in, I think, season two of Angel. Like, I'm like, fantastic, good, good way to do an episode. But I'm like, I forget the name of this character. I know red dress. I know it's Nate Tattoo. What the hell is her name? And I go to Wikipedia, and I'm like, I need a keyword. What the hell do I type in here? Meta Brawl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's it. But it was. And like... I'm like, yeah. I'm like, it's it's perfect because in this multiverse, we can't even call it a universe anymore. Uh, you know, we've already got Black Canary. We've already had two Black Canaries. We've already had uh, a Wildcat. And I'm like, Black man. <laughs> Well, I'm like, it would be cool if, like, we ever had, like, an episode of the Green Arrow where there was a meta brawl, like, because that kind of makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it seems down and gritty and something that makes more sense on Green Arrow than it does on, like, Flash or something like that. But uh, in Supergirl, especially with, like, the idea that there are these aliens and people are prejudiced against them or not, like, it made a lot of sense to me. And I really enjoyed that episode. Yeah. It, oh, my God. It was fantastic. I, but, I mean, it was just funny because it, like, panned up at her feet. And then it was like, red dress, dragon tattoo, yes, yes. And then they got to her face, and I saw that it was that horrible actress from season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I was just like, no! <laughs> and like, my heart... <laughs> what are you doing? My heart sank. And I mean, she was fine in this. She actually showed a little bit of range in this uh, episode as roulette. But I mean, I, I don't know what to tell you. She was absolutely atrocious and just one of the worst... Like, now... The entirety of the season two of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was terrible, so there's no way she was going to be the thing that was good, but, like, she uh, was, like, it was, like, Scooby-Doo acting from her in that, that first season, yeah. in that second season. Season two was a slippery slope, and she was the, the cliff dead drop at the end. Of Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, so, Megan Mar Megan Mars. Yeah, now I wanted to ask you because, uh, as again, this is a character that I'm familiar with from Young Justice, and so I'm like, cool, Miss Marson's in this, <laughs> as yeah. soon as she had the conversation and before she even transformed, because it was a pretty quick reveal in terms mm -hmm. of the show, but I'm like, cool, you know, she's going to be uh, a Martian, but she's going to be parading as a green martian when in fact her deep dark secret is that she's one of the few if only if only um good white martians um who's trying to try hide her true identity even from other martians mm -hmm. uh, so i thought that was pretty cool uh, especially because we get to kind of have that side of john's story as well yes fantastic but like just the inclusion of of Magan, i was just like oh <laughs> you know yeah yeah well i mentioned to you before we got to like this season like I, I think in the summer when there's like news coming out like oh here are some characters who are going to be featured on like the cw shows this upcoming season and i was like pierce you have to watch young justice because as far as i know you still haven't no um, because I'm like, they're introducing Artemis on, uh, Arrow and they're introducing, uh, Miss Martian on Supergirl. Oh, I am well aware of Miss Martian. <laughs> Let yeah. me tell you. I, I'm sure you are. And I mean, but I mean, like, I was like, this is your chance. This is your excuse to finally watch Young Justice. Uh, Parasite. Short episode. <laughs> 
And yeah, then, they didn't. You know what? That's an interesting way to do a Parasite origin story, and I yeah, kind of loved it. It wasn't bad. They, uh, it was Parasite by way of John Carpenter's The Thing. Yeah, they The Thinged him, which I was they, like... They pulled him out of the ice. Because it was funny, though, because I was like watching it, and then all of a sudden I was like, is this? Because they said he was John, right? And I was just like, is this Parasite? And then... You know, sure enough, it was. And then I was like, no, Supergirl, don't go near him. He's going to steal your powers. And then he did. And when he finally... I actually like that, too, because it was just a guy wearing, like, a flannel shirt or something like that. And I'm like, okay, but that's not Parasite. Like, okay, become Parasite now. Yeah, and then he And then he, like, sucks the power out of John and uh, Kara at the same time and turns into this hulking purple monster. And I'm like, yes! (laughs) And it looked like they spent a little bit of money on it, too. Oh, sure, yeah. And, I mean, that that was a great episode because it had that. It had kind of a ham-fisted uh, climate change sort of message to it, which, I mean, I, I agree with the message, but, I mean, you don't have to have people repeating it six times. Um, it had the first appearance of the Guardian. Like, that was... Like, actually tried to take him on, too. Like, that was that was kind of the whole team. Uh, you mentioned the Guardian. What was, mm. your, what was your take on having Jimmy Olsen take up that mantle? Uh, well, I don't know who the Guardian is supposed to be, if anyone. Like as far as I know, that's a made-up character for this show. No, there is there there is a a, a guardian. It, it was never Jimmy Olsen though. It was uh, God, I can't remember the name. It's from a dude way back in the forties though. But and he had like his outfit was like it was like blue and yellow. But he had a shield, much like uh, similar to the one that Jimmy Olsen's rocking. But he kind of looked like a construction worker. He had like a construction helmet. Uh, Sorry, I'm sorry. Jim Harper. So, yeah, Jim Harper was yeah. the name of the character, but it was an old, like, Jack Kirby guy. Roy Harper's brother. Yeah, kind of. But it was an old, like, <laughs> Jack Kirby guy from the from the 40s, right? And, uh, yeah. He, but he hasn't been he hasn't been used uh, for... So, yeah, so are forever. you okay with the reboot, then? <laughs> oh, I'm absolutely fine with it. I'm just... I I'm, thought it was an interesting take to put Jimmy Olsen in the, in the suit. Yeah, uh, this is one of these interesting sort of creeps that happens in these types of shows as they go on, which is to say that every character eventually becomes a superhero somehow. Yeah. Um, but I'm okay with it, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't mind it. I like that they put the voice synthesizer on it. I like that they still, as of the winter break, haven't revealed his identity to the rest of the cast at large. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that it kind of put... Um, uh, win in the man with the man in the van sort of uh, scenario. Yeah, <laughs> where he's like doing the Cisco on the side sort of thing. Where he's like, you know, got the fast food and everything. Like he's doing the whole shtick. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, it, very much like the the Wade character from Kim Possible, right? <laughs> like yeah, I'm the guy who's kind of on the on the sidelines. Yeah, he's Chip. Yeah, he's Chip from. Uh, he's microchip from friggin' The Punisher. He's oh yeah, Tom yeah. Arnold in True Lies. He's the man in the van, right? He's just like he's yeah. like, hey, next time you're in the van, okay? I don't want to be the guy in the van anymore. Um, so, uh, I mean, the only thing, the only problem I had with it was. Who taught Jimmy Olsen how to fight? Right? Like, I was gonna ask if that was your problem. <laughs> that was my only beef with it, and and whatever, I'll I'm, I'll ignore it. But yeah. where just, did you learn my tie? Yeah, that was that was Boy my tie. one part. Yeah, the, like yeah, they didn't even have a throwaway line of I take kickboxing classes or something like that, right? Like, well, just, that's what they did with Laurel, right? Yeah, <laughs> she was taking kickboxing and then became a black and air. Yeah, but like she at least like 
we saw her train in a lot of episodes, yes. but so yeah, yeah, and and she didn't become Black Canary until season three, and even in season two, she mentioned taking like self defense classes. Yeah, but it was still like it was it was like Jimmy Olsen. Hey, I got this suit that was somehow secretly built by Win, and now I'm a crime fighter, and it's like, but I I can you know. He's like I'm, I'm precise with weapons and can you know jump I don't and know. kick and stuff. I, I, the the, the impression that I got from the whole Enterprise was very yeah. big Hero Six. Yeah, <laughs> which is to say that I'm a computer genius and I have access to like 3D printers and stuff like that, so I can just make make just about anybody into a superhero yeah. based on whatever their theme is. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's all bullshit, so why question? Right? <laughs> yeah, why not? <laughs> exactly. So it's comic. Come on. It's yeah, exactly. It's for kids, Donald. Yeah. Uh, Cyborg Superman. Yeah, they did it. Yeah. <laughs> they brought it back around because we were all certain that yeah. he was going to be in first season until he wasn't, and then they did it. Yeah, we were like, oh, he's going to be the Cyborg Superman. And nope, it's John Jones. But <laughs> Somehow got, much better. <laughs> yeah, but he, exactly. But he got thrown off a cliff, ambiguous. So I was like, oh, ambiguous death, ambiguous death. So yeah. he, you know he's going to be back, and, and he's back. So it's it, fantastic. Um... Do yeah, you I think <laughs> they took uh, Kara's blood? So Project Cadmus has the blood mm. of Supergirl. Right. Do you think we get Power Girl by the end of this season? I do. Is that the big baddie of season two? My my, I don't know if it's the big baddie. Um, I suspect that they go like many opponents versus one big opponent in this season, but I think that is the tease for the next season. Um, what I am suspecting, I expect that we'll have like a goddamn army of Metallos by the end of this season <laughs> because we haven't seen the last of John Corbin. That character has too much charisma to just go quietly into the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and like, you know, bigger upgraded Metallo 3.0 sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Uh, my my immediate thing was because they took her blood, like we go Power Girl, which they kind of teased and then went Bizarro in the first season. Mm-hmm. Um, but that it might be by way of like the Luthor clone Superboy that I know from Young Justice. If yeah. that makes any sense. Because yeah, the happen. only other way that I see that we get Power Girl is by something on like the Flash where it's like a Earth 76 Supergirl or something like that. Mm-hmm could be i just at some point because that's that's power girl right she's alternate supergirl yeah basically in in in, it's just in in the justice league unlimited they they did like bad power girl right where they stole galatea galatea or whatever they called her right yeah and they they uh they what what did they they stole supergirl's dna cloned her but then uh aged her uh, like five ten years or whatever it was so that she was in her physical prime and would, uh, you know, be able to take down Supergirl and the Justice League. So I thought it was so cool because it was Emile Hamilton. Mm-hmm. And, and Emile Hamilton is a show, that, a character that I expect to show up on one of these shows at some point. Oh, yeah, he should. You, you got to assume they're going to be in a lab at some point, And he's going to be like, hey, I'm... I'm oh, sure, but and that's Hamilton. what I'm saying. Like, if we have, like, a, like a, a situation where he's, like, a, a good character who kind of defects from Cadmus mm-hmm. in this show to kind of help the good guys save the day at the end of the season, but then, you know, does whatever he does in season three, and, you know, that's where we have, like, a season three Emile Hamilton, Power Girl sort of situation. I could definitely see that happening. I would be all for it. 
I don't know who you get to play her because it can't be. The, I don't want them to be like, oh, it's another character played by uh, Melissa Benoist. No. But uh, like they did with Bizarro. But uh, you could do some interesting stuff. I don't yeah. know. I'd be, I'd be very into it. Overall rating for the first half of season two of Supergirl. Ooh, rating. Um, I'm going to give this a 9 out of 10 so far. Uh, I think that, uh, you know, season one, I liked a lot, but it had definitely some problems. And so far, all the problems I have with it are, are generally being addressed. Um, it's still a little ham-fisted in uh, sort of its political messaging in some ways, but I don't even mind. Like, it, it's a political message that I agree with, so it doesn't bother me that much. Um, but, yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm at like a eight five nine ish range, as well. I th- I think this has been fantastic, and I hope they keep it going for the after winter break. I, I hope they have a great second half of season two. Yep. Next up, the Flash. Starting the it off. Flash. Starting it off with the Flashpoint. Right into it. Right into it. I And this is exactly what I said it was going to be, didn't I? <laughs> like one or two episodes in Flashpoint and then Barry having to deal with the fallout of it. Yeah. I, I didn't expect them to reset the timeline so quickly. I, I, I thought we were going to spend five, six, maybe ten. I, I thought maybe we were going to spend the first half in the uh, in, in, in the the alternate uh, Oh, I didn't. Jeez. Version. No, but you and, and my, my wife also was... was thought we were just gonna get right back to it we pretty much did at the end of the first episode we were back to i don't want to say normal because it was different but we were back to like sort of the original timeline minus a couple of hiccups yep which i I think it's interesting and we'll kind of get into this as we get into uh other shows but i think it's interesting how the hiccups have sort of uh echoed much later than we realized um across all of the different shows yes like, it took a while for us to realize, hey, you know, baby Sarah ain't baby Sarah no more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, most recently in uh, Legends of Tomorrow that, hey, Dr. Stein, uh, Victor Garber, who's a treasure, uh, <laughs> has mm-hmm. this full, full-grown daughter who's, like, you know, in her late 20s and is a nano uh, a nanotechnician or she's into nanotechnology or whatever her thing is. But, like, yeah, I'm like, wow. So, you know, if you think you know everything about what changed in Flashpoint, you're just barely scraping the surface. Oh, yeah. And and the fact that it rippled across all the shows, I, I thought was just... In, I'm waiting for more of that, actually. Yeah, what I think would touch. be interesting if, like, uh, like the random throwaway characters who we haven't seen since Flashpoint would be like, oh, you know, oh, Patty Spivak, she died a year ago. Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, yeah. some, like, you know, she was shot by, she was killed by Zoom or something like that. You know, just, whoa, what? <laughs> I yeah. didn't know that. Um, I, I have a theory about that, but but that's that's a conversation for when we get to Arrow. So we'll put we'll put a pin in Barry's little, you know, flash, right, right. flashpoint ripple. And, oh, and, yeah, no, yeah, that's a, yeah, I think I know what that theory might be, but go ahead. Right. Um, so we knew it was going to happen. Well, we've got mm-hmm. Kid Flash and we've got Jesse Quick. We do. And quite frankly, it's fantastic. But like, <laughs> I mean, Jesse Quick's gonna argue with that. Yeah, exactly. Jesse Quick shows up. They gave her the suit, which I didn't think was gonna happen so quickly, right? Like, I, I just didn't think that. Oh no, yeah, I start. was expecting it to be one of those episodes where it's like she shows up and she's got these powers, and you know, Earth Two Harrison Wells, who's this very, you know. <laughs> 
neurotic sort of guy who definitely wants his daughter to not do this. They're going to have this episode where he comes to terms with it. And then they disappear back to Earth 2 until like season finale time or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then she comes back and they've been training for months and she's got the suit and she's got all these victories under her belt and she's a fully fledged Flash. That's what I was expecting. Um, I didn't mind that they did what they did, especially because it was very much like, hey, there's this bad thing happening, and we definitely need two flashes. <laughs> like, I think I don't remember who the villain was in Magenta. that one. That's right, yeah. Magenta in that one, who was played by the girl from, uh, oh, I don't remember her name, but she was in Fargo. The season, She played the daughter in the season season one of Fargo, which was a lot of fun. Oh, I never watched the Fargo show. It was good. Did you like the movie? I, I haven't seen Fargo. <laughs> You've never seen... Wow, I failed you as a friend. Oh, I have failed this city. Uh, so next time you come over... <laughs> Add we'll it watch to the it. list, man. <laughs> yeah, next time you come over, we'll watch Fargo. Um, Fargo seems like something I would really like from what I know about it. Yeah. It, it seems like we're heading towards all the speedsters are going to, I think, be used to fight Savitar. I feel, I feel like the, the end of... Um, I feel like the end thing is going to be Jesse Quick will come back from Earth 2 and, uh, you know, we'll have Wally West there as Kid Flash and John Wesley Ship will be there as Jay Garrick and Barry Allen will be there as the Flash and all four of them will be running at this, at Savitar who, how do you feel about the Savitar's weird Transformer design? I don't like or get it. <laughs> I'm not in love with it. I gotta say. I mean, the like here's a character who's played entirely by CG and is yeah. voiced by Tobin Bell. <laughs> yeah, when they do the uh, when he when he does like the Wolverine claw thing, that that's kind of cool. But... Oh yeah, where he just like like reaches back and sticks out one claw. Like yeah. I was gonna say like Megabyte, but <laughs> yeah, just a little Megabyte, a little 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 Wolverine, little uh, Shredder. Yeah. You know, a little bit, little yeah, bit, little, all yeah, those, all those guys. But uh, well, because here's the thing: Savitar in the Flash comic looks like a Mexican wrestler. Miller, like he he runs around. He's got his shirt off. He's got what looks like a lucha libre mask. He's got the long flowing hair. He's got like the giant barrel chest. Like he, honestly, he's basically Mexican wrestler speedster. Which isn't what I expected because the idea is that like this is a the the first meta that had super speed yeah and he's like you know this this Hindu god and all that and I'm like I wasn't expecting it to just be like you know hey here's this metal robot guy yeah <laughs> like, now what the, the question is is that like a suit that is that like a suit that this guy is wearing like, I, I expect that that's the case yeah yeah and and whatnot I don't know I just I didn't really like the design but I get it but they wanted something to look very menacing and very threatening to the well uh, and it was it was a it was a stark change for me because i really really like the costume that they have on uh alchemy <laughs> yes like it's it's very much like victorian uh black plague doctor with the like the glass eyes and the bird beak and all that yeah, yeah it, dark it's, it's dark souls plague doctor like it's yeah. exactly that aesthetic and i've always thought like you know you go for that plague doctor look where you have like a red, like a reddish black, like trench coat that's shiny and you have like the bird mask on with like the beak that you fill with potpourri and stuff like that. Like it's a very, it's a scary thing, right? Yes. You wouldn't want to see that on like lurking on a dark corner on Halloween or something like that. Like that's a hell of a costume. No. And, um, 
and it makes sense for the for the um, the name and everything, right? Because it's it's that sort of era where we believe that alchemy was a thing, mm-hmm. and they they tied in later, which is fun because we get to hear Draco Malfoy use the phrase philosophers. <laughs> yeah, he finally got his hands on it, Miller. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <laughs> Yeah, well, that was that was one of the memes I saw on Instagram before I had actually caught up to the episodes. But because I'm, you know, a person who exists on the internet, of course, I was going to get some spoilers for these shows. Mm-hmm. Um, where you know, I was seeing like, you know, oh, so you're telling me that Tom Felton is worshiping some sort of dark lord secretly? Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't see this coming. Yeah, it was funny. Um, although, like the the sequences where they had Savitar like running around, I mean, they were some like the CGI when they slowed it down was it was obviously CGI. But uh, the two scenes where he was running around and they were oh like, yeah, beating the pummeling the shit out of Flash and Jay Garrick. And Jay Garrick, yeah, those were phenomenal because it was just like, oh god, this looks so painful, right? Like, it was yeah. Just, Oh, well, yeah, God. and it's very much like they're disappearing from one spot and reappearing. Like, there was that shot of uh, Cisco's monitor where it just was the Flash appearing, like, 12 different spots in Central City at the same time. I'm like, man, <laughs> that's pretty fucking fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was It was a little... Yeah, I mean, I, I just... I really liked it. I tell you, some of the other guys that they dropped... Let's. I mean, we can kind of go through some of the rogues gallery that they dropped. Go for it, man. Uh, they did Mirror Master and Top. Finally, I was going to say yeah. Top of my Mirror Master. Yeah, they did, they did Mirror Master, which I thought was a lot of fun, although they left him a little... I, I felt like they didn't fully you know, get into exactly how he's a threat to the Flash, right? They were just kind of like, oh, he trapped him in a mirror, and it's like yeah, I know the mirror, the, like the mirror dimension, is supposed to be this thing, you know. <laughs> it's like this, it's this horrible thing that if you get trapped in there, you may never get out because there's so many damn mirrors in the world, right? Yeah, well, I, I felt like they, and I mean, I don't know a ton about the character, but they kind of threw that away. Like they had a HR basically saying, like, oh, we've got a mirror master on Earth 19, and he does this with this sort of thing, and mm-hmm, yeah. and it's like, oh, okay, well, that might be like the classical interpretation of the character. Yeah. That's what I got from it, at least. Yeah, the fact that they did Mirror Master was cool as hell. And I I thought it was fun the way they they had him be like this old gangster and he was a part of uh, Snart's crew. And they they did the gender-bent version of Top, which I thought was a lot better. Although, they changed her from uh, Top... Top's uh, motif was was very comic book-y and very Saturday morning cartoony. Um, You know, much like a lot of the Flash villains... Uh, but Top, what he would do, you know, he, he would have tops that he would throw at the Flash and they would explode, but he, <laughs> he would, he would also spin himself and create, you know, vortexes and, and tornado, like, he was kind of like Red Tornado, right? I was gonna ask if Top was a character that was made up, and I'm like, no, you know what, that's just stupid enough to be a, one of the Flashes. Absolutely it is, and, but like, yeah. Well, they're like, oh, she like looks people in the eye and gives them vertigo, vertigo like, name yeah. her vertigo, I'm like, oh wait, they've already done that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Uh, that's a much better name. It was, yeah, so much better. But She's like, like, oh, Top, I like that. I'm like, do you? That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that was very bad. It has really nothing to do with your power in this show. <laughs> no, it really doesn't. Cause like, and they even said that like, oh, uh, they like she, she gives people vertigo and it acts like you know things are spinning, you know, like a top. And I was just like, oh my god, that was even for, even for the Flash, that was bad. Um, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, nailed it. I didn't like that they just kind of threw away shade. Yeah. I I. 
I didn't like that because Shade to me is a guy that you could have had him be like an actual like season long yeah. villain, like season long or recurring or yeah, I agree. Because I'm like he's a human shadow, like it's like is just Shade one of the guys who's going to be in Justice League Dark? Uh possibly. I I don't know. It's I don't. I'm not sure if he's going to be uh, like. Are you talking the movie or the? Uh... Well, I guess well, they're doing the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I don't know. I, I think that movie, they just announced that they want to do a, a live-action Justice League Dark. I don't know if they've actually got, like, a script or anything like that. It seems like he'd be someone who's in that gang. Yeah. Or at least in that as a villain or something. Yeah, possibly. It, it's, yeah. Very, it's very much DCEU where they're putting the cart before the horse, right? Yeah, like, of course. <laughs> like, we want to do a Justice League Dark movie. Oh, okay, well, how about you actually make a good movie first? Huh? How about that? Yeah, you gotta. Uh, hey, maybe stop getting your directors to walk off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why, you know, Wonder Woman comes out in March. <laughs> <Sing Yeah. out. laughs> Please. <laughs> Come on. How do you feel about uh, Tom Cavanaugh and and this new version of Harrison Wells that he's rocking? Ever. I like him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like him a lot, and I might be I might be fighting uphill on that one. I don't no, know. No, I don't think so. I like the, yeah. He started off a little too quirky, but like I, I'm, I'm, he's growing on me as the season's gone. I'll say that. I like him as a much-needed counterpoint to the other two Wells that we've had on the show so far. Yes. Where one was definitely a villain, but at least had some good chemistry with like Cisco. Like they were both huge nerds, obviously. Um, one who was just kind of grumbly and a sourpuss, and very much like anti-villain Harrison Wells. Um, this one is. I like him because he's not just another super genius and he brings a lot of levity, especially to a season where there's a lot more of Barry going, this is all my fault, and Cisco being kind of glum about his whole brother situation. Like, we don't have our usual comic reliefs as much anymore, which is why I'm happy to see Tom Cavanaugh kind of getting to play the, the jokester on the, in this season. Uh, what I'm worried about is that, is that this is going to do uh, another Harry Potter thing and just replace Harrison Wells every season. <laughs> yeah, this, this is the third for three seasons so far. Yeah, are we going to get a new uh, defense, defense against, against the dark arts teacher? Yeah, it's like we do every year. I you know, I wouldn't mind it. Like I'd be okay if if HR stuck around. Although it seems like at the end he's like you know once they beat the bad guy he's going to be like. Thanks a lot, guys. I got enough for my novel. Yeah, I got Bye. enough material for my novel. I'm headed back to Earth 19 or whatever. Bye. Right? Bye. <laughs> yeah, the next season they're like, okay, well we've already searched like the first 50 Earths for Wells, and apparently we always need one. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Um, John Wesley Ship and Mark Hamill got got together. They were in the same scene. The <laughs> 90s reunion of the Flash and. Uh, the trickster that was yeah i messaged you too i'm like it just wouldn't be a christmas episode of the flash without the trickster yeah oh so good (laughs) and uh yeah he was on that episode for probably 45 seconds (laughs) (laughs) it was all you needed he got arrested immediately yeah and it was super hammy and i loved it as soon as they're like oh he's like i had no idea that that cameo was coming because that was like the most recent episode right Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they did like the the flash forward, and it's like, oh, you know, here's like an establishing shot of these airships over a city, and it's Earth three, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, Are we having an Earth three episode? <laughs> yeah, that was really good. They should actually do that. 
Why not just just spend an episode with John Wesley Shipp? As, well, as they could there. easily do like filler stuff, like even like yeah. webisodes or something, where it's like, hey, you know what? It's winter break, but here's like a five minute episode of Jesse Quick. Here's a five minute episode of you know Jay Garrick, you know that sort of thing. Um, Wild of, West Flash, <laughs> Wild West uh, Harrison Wells. <laughs> speaking of webisodes, they're adding a new. Uh, they're adding the Ray to the CW seed. Did you know that? I don't know what that is. Uh, the, you know, the um, the Ray. He was created by uh, Joe Casada in, like, 1992. He was, uh, he, he's uh, black and black and yellow, and he, he harnesses electricity and uh, oh, fights with electricity. Um, yeah, that sounds familiar. Shit. <laughs> they're, they're giving him... Uh, he, he's heading to the... Uh, Are they doing, like, a, a Vixen like, sort of thing? Yeah, like they did with Vixen. He's heading to the CWC. He's going to get his own, like, mini, mini webisodes, and then I'm sure he'll pop up on an episode of Flash or whatever right because cool. uh, yeah awesome yeah, fantastic so like, i mean I, I mean to to get completely to jump forward to like legends of tomorrow i like what they're doing that with a vixen yeah uh, <laughs> i gotta watch season two of vixen i haven't uh haven't... oh i'm way behind on that i don't even think i finished season one well i so didn't realize they were still doing <laughs> you could well you could crush that out See, it's they're just like six five it's minute like episodes. that five minute episode yeah, still crush yeah, that out yeah. a half hour easily and i think it's the same thing i just haven't actually turned season two on and yeah. uh yeah and now they're adding the ray to it so they're they're and apparently the big thing they added is that the ray i think is going to be another gay character okay uh, but uh why not i mean whatever I, yeah <laughs> sure yeah, sure go for it um so back to season season three of the flash um we got a little more killer frost in in uh we did. I like that episode, though I don't get what they're doing with Killer Frost. Yeah, it, it. Like, is there something inherently about that meta ability that makes a person evil? Yeah, they haven't really explained that, but I'm just like, that's another thing where I'm just like, I'm not going to question it because I'm getting my Killer Frost right now. <laughs> right? Well, yeah, and I mean, it's awesome. And what I like that was like pure, like, here's a perfect mix of Killer Frost and Caitlin Snow. She's like, you know, stab. Oh, I yeah. stabbed you in this artery. Even with your healing ability, you're going to be out of commission for four hours. Bye! Yeah, <laughs> she's like, don't follow me. Yeah, that was really good. Oh, like, oh, yeah, like, that's perfect. You know, I, she's a surgeon. It makes a lot of sense. Exactly. I just, like, I can't, like, I can't express the ways in which I find, uh, uh, what's her face? I can't remember. Uh, uh, Daniel Dan Panabaker. Yeah, Daniel Panabaker. Just because she's an attractive woman, obviously. But like when she gets in the Killer Frost gear, it's yeah. just like to me, I'm just it like does, it does something to you. I'm just like her. <laughs> like, it's just like oh my god, it's just so good. Um, yeah, and she's fantastic as always on this show. And and I just every time like she makes the push towards Killer Frost, I'm just I'm like. <laughs> I'm like the emperor. I'm just like, do it, <laughs> get him, get him, do it. Oh god, so good. What do you think of Cisco this season? Because Carly, I, my wife, who has mm -hmm. made numerous appearances on this show, is adamant about not. She, she doesn't like the fact that she get she's getting this depressio Cisco right now. No, I, I agree with that, but I also think that we're mostly past that, mm. uh, which I like. And then, I mean, that, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, they brought in kind of this goofy HR character to kind of bring some levity to it. Uh, same with sort of Wally, sort of. Um, but uh, I, it makes sense to me. You can't have a character on a long-running show like this and always have him be the comic relief. 
Um, but I, the, the sooner we get him back to Kraken wise, the better, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not as much. And, and it's not to say that you can't have these sort of stories with a character like that. It's just that, you know, we like to see them get back to that eventually. And I, I mean, I'm okay with him having moments where, you know, he's grieving or he's kind of distrustful, even if he's now back, like, friends with Barry again and stuff like that. Like, maybe he doesn't still trust him 100%. And it's interesting to see where that might go, even if he is back to his usual jovial self. So, I I don't know. I, I, I don't mind it. I, I mean, I guess I'm with Carly. I'd rather have him be and wise and be Goofy Cisco that we've grown to love, but I understand how they can't have him do that 100% of the time. I... <sighs> I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm okay with it. I, I, I feel like they've done it in a way that... I, I He's just, earned it, is, yeah. the, is the way I want to put it. <laughs> it feels natural the way they've, they've done it. And, and like you said, it, it gives uh, Carlos Valdez a chance to, you know, stretch his wings a little on the show. So that he's not Yeah, so he's not just the guy sitting there going, you know, you know, hey, I'm the guy who reads comic books, but I'm really smart and so and so and so. I actually would like to see him... Um... In more of a, like, because of the CW, because all these shows are superhero shows, but are at least, like, 30% soap opera, Mm -hmm. I would like to see him with a bit more of a romantic side, because we've barely seen any of that. Yeah, has he had, basically, he had, like, a... He had, like, a a date, like, Snart's sister was kind of flirting with him. Yeah. And then he had, like, a date with Hot Girl before she fell in love with her destiny. Yeah. <laughs> and went true. off to become a legend. <laughs> yeah, you got a point there. Let's let's give, let's toss Cisco a bone here. He, give him a, there's someone well, in the... Uh... I don't even say, like, necessarily we need to have him have a happy ending or anything like that. But, I mean, like, we got Joe starting to have some sort of romantic uh, leanings again, which is fun. We have uh, sort of flirty behavior between Wally and Jesse that I imagine we'll see more of under some context. But uh, you know, why does Cisco always have to be the one left out in the cold? Which isn't to say, which isn't fair to say, because you know, speaking of cold, uh, Caitlin Snow is always the one having her fiancés die. So that's not really fair either. <laughs> but at least she's had more of that than he has. <laughs> I got, I got the. Uh... Oh God, I'm trying to remember. Uh... The, the, the one girl in the Birds of Prey. That's that's the girl they should bring in. Uh, God, why can't I remember her name with the guns? Oh, um, shit. That's that's <laughs> damn it, right? Yeah, <laughs> Evelyn or Eve or God. Why can't I remember her name? Oh my God, I'm turning in my geek cred right now. <laughs> I've uh, only read one Birds of Prey comic, so I, I don't feel as bad. But God damn it. <laughs> Uh, Evelyn, I might not even be familiar with this character. Yeah, Starling. Sorry, Evelyn Crawford. Uh, that's it. Yeah, that's the girl. That's the so girl. I say she has a bird name. What the hell is it? Yeah, Evelyn Crawford. You bring you bring her in. Like Cisco just bumps into her at like that coffee shop. They really. Uh, that was another thing I was saying. They have we haven't been to Jitters yet this season. In uh, was Jitters? Oh my a victim, god, you're right. Was Jitters a victim of the timeline? Did they just like go out of business or whatever? And, like. <laughs> Jitters, Jitters hasn't existed for twelve years. Yeah. No, no! darkest yeah. timeline. <laughs> exactly, darkest timeline. Yeah, that's the one. So have like a have like a vigilante girl come in and that would know, be pretty fun. Yeah, be shooting. Uh, yeah, have a vigilante girl come in, be shooting people, and then have it be uh, 
Evelyn Crawford, the starling, and then she can be the love interest for Cisco. That's the girl right there. Pray, uh, I, I would say that that would be good, although yeah. I see that her being a character more on like Arrow. Yeah, she she definitely fits because the everyone story. like they always find their themes right. Like yeah. everyone on Arrow is a vigilante who's just a human, but you know there's occasionally a villain or something like that that is a meta or an alien or magic or something. Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, Arrow's always real people, the Batman types. You've got the meta types and you've got the alien types on these three different shows. Mm-hmm. I agree. I still think he could do it. You could throw Evelyn. You could throw Evelyn. Oh, uh, you could. I just think that it would be to have a character who's like, hey, I'm a crime fighter also, but I just gun people down would be kind of like a, a tonal shift for the Flash. That's true. Like, to even have, like, the episode in the crossover where, like, hey, here's, you know, Kara zor having a conversation with Wildcat. <laughs> it's like, well, this is, or uh, what is it? whatever his name is. Uh, Wild shit. Dog. Hey. Rene, yeah, Rene, Rene Ramirez, the wild dog. Who, Sorry, I'm, I'm still thinking of Wildcat from Metal Bro. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will say this. Flash, season four, because obviously we're going to get a season four. Sure. I said this about season three, but I, I'm <laughs> unfortunately not getting my wish. But season four, we have to have a villain that isn't a... Like, the main villain has to not be a speedster. It just. I agree. Yeah, it's just got to stop. Actually, on that note, because I've said, like, what if they do this, like, far-flung in the future, like Season 4 or something like this, we yeah. got another hint at a possible Gorilla City. True. <laughs> because HR has heard of Grodd. Yeah. And he says, oh, yeah, what did he say? He's like, you guys have a Grodd? Like, Grodd? Yeah. Gorilla Grodd? <laughs> yeah, he's like, Grodd? Gorilla Grodd? You guys have gorillas? He's like, oh, tons of them. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I don't know how they do that. Like, could Grodd be the main villain of Season 4? I don't know. It might be too goddamn wacky for an entire season. I'm not television. even thinking wacky. I'm thinking expensive. Like you can't. Well, have that a, yes, yeah, that you too. Can't but have a CGI gorilla in every, you know, for like 20 minutes in every episode of Flash. It would just they would. The thing with Flash. The thing with Flash is that the, the the premise that they've done so far is there's always something that he does to save the day at the end of the season that causes a big problem that he then has to clean up in the next season. Mm-hmm. And the only way I could see, like, Flat, Grodd and Ultra Humanite and all these sort of gorilla DC characters being... Uh, uh, I, even like recurring villains, but not necessarily main villains, is if he goes on some sort of like, okay, season four, we're going and solving problems across different universes now. Mm-hmm. Like that's the only way I can see that working, and that's very much similar to what Le- uh, Legends of Tomorrow is doing too. So I don't know. I don't know if I see it being something that's like, hey, there's a main villain, but uh, I, I I do definitely hope that we get out of the every villain is a speedster sort of thing. Much in the same way, and if maybe it's time to transition soon, but uh, much in the same way as we have another archer on Arrow. <laughs> yeah, kind of, well, although he's not really shooting people with arrows, he's throwing starring people. In, he's doing both. <laughs> in the throat. But yeah, you're, you're right. Um, what are you giving Tom Felton so far as Julian Albert? Love him. Yeah, he's been a love lot of him. fun. Yeah, I, I mean, it's it's always fun to have a character who isn't in love with the main character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we had Cisco doing a bit of that, and that was fine. But we always knew that Cisco was going to get back on that team eventually. Um, we kind of have Julian kind of going that way now that he's been kind of implicated in all of the goings on. But uh, I liked him as just like a hey, <laughs> flashpoint everything's back to normal except for now there's this guy who you don't like and you don't know sharing your office and has been for a year and 
who knows what his deal is. Mm-hmm. You've apparently known him all this time, but you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we as the audience don't either, so we get to slowly learn what their relationship is that they've apparently had all this time. Um, so in the final episode, we got a little Harry Potter kind of style proclamation from Savitar. Who... Yeah, they they dropped the prophecy. Yeah. It was very. It was actually. I was gonna relate it to very much uh, one of the prophecies that's given in at least the books, but not necessarily the show of Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, true. Um, one will betray them, one yep. will fall, and one yep. will suffer a fate worse than death. Those were the 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 three that we were given. Now this could be a red herring thing. We're like. Well, we you were can kinda... change your future. <laughs> yeah, you can change your future. But we did the. So Barry went into the future for the first time and saw Iris die. So therefore, we are led to believe that the one will fall will be Iris. The one will suffer fate worse than death will be Barry, having lost Iris. But we don't know who the one will betray them. What are your predictions? I... uh, It's far too soon to make any reasonable predictions, I feel. I'll just shoot from the hip. Ah... One will fall, like, one will, do, I don't like, know. Like, do you even think that Iris will be the one who dies, or do you think that that's just going to be the red, the red herring thing, and Barry's going to save no. Iris, but, like, Joe No, I don't. It'll be it'll be very much that, I feel. <laughs> like, if you reveal the one who is, like, it, it's very easy to be like, okay, well, here it is, and then obviously have it be someone else. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if, the, if Iris is the one to die, that'll be interesting, because I wouldn't have seen that coming. No, not um, whatsoever. But I don't think that would be the case. Um, what did we say last season? We were always saying, like, because we were always very much like, who's going to die this season of this? Um, well, no, it's just... No, it was, it was on Arrow. We're like, who's going to die? Because I had all that, like, we're going to jump forward and show them, like, yeah, at this grave the site. the person in the, in the grave, <clears throat> yeah. And I think my guess was Quentin or... Uh, Diggle. Yeah, I thought I thought it was going to be uh, Quentin Lance, and based on his usage rate in uh, season five of Arrow, I, it probably should have been. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> based, you, you, nervous on, color pulse. Yeah, just based purely on usage rate. Uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't have any guesses for this one, quite frankly. Neither do one I, will, really. The like, one who's a will... character you could get rid of here? One will die. I mean, I, we're assuming that he's talking about part of his crew. I mean, the yeah. easy throwaway character would be Julian. Yeah, if, um, he, yeah, if he becomes the, uh, you know, friendly with Team Flash or whatever, Joe would be a big one. Like if Joe, I was, I, I hate Joe to say it because I love Joe. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, that would be devastating if we lost uh, Jesse Martin. Oh, oh, I would be upset. Well, but it would be very thematically appropriate because yes. Flash has one of his parents die every season. True, and that <laughs> would that would consider the suffer a fate worse than death would be Iris losing her dad. The yep. one one will betray them. I'm most curious about. Uh, the easy answer there is HR because they still yep. have trust issues with them. But that makes me think that it's not him. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me wonders if it's going to be Earth Two Wells. Yeah. Or another Wells, like another character who is part of their team, but we don't see every season or something like Or even like Jay Garrick. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's exciting. It's so exciting. I love it. Love it. Love this season. Well, there's, there's nothing like a, a, a mid-season break prophecy to drum up interest. <laughs> yeah. 
My favorite one, I still, I mean, season three of Arrow wasn't great, but I did love the fact that the the last episode before the Christmas break was Raz al Ghul stabbing him in the chest and then kicking him, kicking off, him off a mountain. <laughs> kicking him off the side of a mountain, and it was just like, yep, show over. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, it's yeah. so good. Because that was the that was the season break last season of Arrow too, where it's like, oh, we're gonna have our Christmas party, and I'm gonna get engaged to uh, Felicity, and then we're gonna get shot up in our limo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and they all got yeah, they got stabbed up. And then what was what happened in the Christmas episode at the end of uh, Flash last year? Didn't Wally show up at the door or something like that? Wasn't that the big? Uh, yeah, Wally did show up at Christmas, but that yeah. was like. Uh, the last scene. It was the Christmas episode with uh, the weather wizard and the trickster, mm-hmm. and they had like those gifts that had uh, the uh, bombs in them that they sucked into a wormhole and into another world. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's why I was saying there's just no Flash episode, Christmas episode, because I had the trickster dressed up as Santa Claus. Santa Claus, <laughs> yeah, so good. Ah, so what are you grading the first half of season three of Flash so far? Um. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say eight five. Yeah, I, I like it a lot, but I feel like they're leaning on a couple familiar crutches. I'm I'm excited to see characters kind of return to form over the Christmas break, which is to say, I'm, I'm interested to see uh, Happy Cisco again. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to. It's it's not as good mid season, I don't think, as it was last year. But I'm still very into it <laughs> yeah me I, I agree me too i think i i'm at like a seven five eight with with you where it's just and then like that's not an indictment on the show it's it's just you're right i i no, yeah we're not putting it on notice or anything. no nothing like that there's no notice this is still i i will be like the flash is still very much appointment viewing for me in a world where everybody binge watches everything Flash is a weekly episodic where I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait for that to be back. Or, <laughs> a show that you watch on TV. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just, yeah, so good. Um, we're going a little bit long on this one, so what do you say we split this one into a two-parter, Miller? Yeah, sounds good. All right, so that'll be the end of this one, and we will be back on the next one, and we will talk Arrow, we will talk Legends of Tomorrow, and we will talk the big old crossover episode that they did across all four of them so stay tuned for that